This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to William Tincup and Recruiting Daily's podcast. And today we have the CEO of Namely, uh, a friend, actually. Uh, Larry Donovan is on with us today. We're going to be talking about the topic for the day is staying transparent with employees during COVID and really during crisis and in general, but during COVID because it is obviously something top of mind for all of us. So first of all, Larry, would you do us a favor, do the audience a favor, and introduce yourself? I'd be happy to. Glad to be here. Uh, my name is Larry Donovan. I uh, am the CEO of Namely, uh, as William said. Uh, we are a mid-market provider of HR technology solutions uh, in the United States. And y- y'all are a wonderful company, actually. I've, uh, since y'all's inception, you've just done wonderful, wonderful work. And uh, and I know that you have a set of values. And y'all live your values, etc. And so I'm interested to kind of hear about kind of what you're seeing and uh, and also just show your take on COVID and transparency as well. So I know there's a lot of, like a lot of resources that are built for, you know, for employers per se, like here's COVID, here's the 15 things that you need to do, do, et cetera. But what, but what about employees? Like, like are there resources or there things that have been built for employees that are COVID related? You know, it's a, it's a really interesting question. You know, we've done a lot of work um, with some of the products we've delivered to our customers. Uh, we have a whole suite of compliance solutions. We've done that work in partnership with a company called ThinkHR. Um, that has invested very, very heavily in um, content materials and, and advice to in organizations, leaders, practitioners uh, on, on how to drive that. So while, in, in, to your point, a majority of it is uh, going to be more emphasizing the externally facing stuff, um, certainly there's a whole family of things uh, internally facing that, you know, on the extremes, the availability and access to EAP at solutions for folks that are having emotional challenges with the, um, with the, with the, the activities that are going on all the way through to just, you know, how do you just, you know, how do you change the decorum of how people interact? Of course, you know, mounds of stuff about working remotely as an example. Um, but it runs the gamut. And I think, you know, you're going to see very sketchy kind of depth around many of those in many categories. Because most of us don't know what we're doing. You know, that's, how many yeah. pandemics have we lived through? That's right. That's right. And and but what's interesting is we're gonna be better for this in, in some way in some regards because we're gonna learn business continuity in a, in a different way. We're gonna have a frame uh, a framework for how does business continuity when we have her, you know, God forbid, Hurricane Sandy, uh, Hurricane Katrina, things like that, you know, nine eleven, things things that happen that we can't control. We're gonna learn about business con- we're learning right now that some things can be done remotely that we all, well, probably before this, we didn't think that could be done remotely. Or, or to the extent we'll even go back to doing them in person. Yep. Yeah. I I was on a a show earlier this week and I said, listen, I want to go ahead and coin the term hiring from home. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to trademark it so that every time someone uses it, I make some money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, you know, the, the, the interesting thing to, of, the, of what you said is, you know, this, 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 there's a mental component for employees. Uh, and people were – you're starting to see some conversations on Twitter and elsewhere that people are talking about mental health talking about PTSD or a form of variation of PTSD. And they're also, oddly enough, in recruiting, I've seen conversations where people are worried about diversity and inclusion uh, in this, in, from the standpoint of it seemed like we were making strides. Uh, you know, in December, let's say, and before that, it seemed like we were making strides. And they're worried about, well, are, are we going to lose some of those strides? Like these are real worries that people have. Um, are you seeing any other types of worries like that or, or anything from your own employees? Any, any things that's kind of bubble up to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, listen, most workforces are going to be disrupted, um, you know, both, both logistically and operationally and environmentally because of the pandemic. And then, you know, with what, 26 million people having filed for unemployment in terms of jobs that are going away either temporarily or for good. And very few companies are not going to, you know, have to deal with some of that stuff. And as a result, um, the way in which we have to help people think about it is super important. It's very interesting because we just launched a new set of values as part of, you know, kind of the transformation I've been driving at Namely. And one of our one of our values is give. And usually what that means is, oh, what do we do for the community? What do we do, um, you know, what do we do to, to give back? Uh, and that is certainly an element of it. But the other one is how do we treat each other with empathy? Um, and there was never a time where empathy was more important, whether it's the customer you're talking to or the, you know, or the way you treat each other or the patients that you maybe go take to a higher level. I, I will tell you, even though it's not related to employees, it's nevertheless uh, interesting and, and quite frankly um, shocking. But, you know, I got a phone call from a customer who had a certain obligation to pay us for a certain number of employees. In this case, it was 550. They have 16 people on their payroll right now. Right. And, if, you know, and, and, you know, the exasperation in her voice, the, 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 you know that this is the 10th vendor she's discussed this with. You know, the first thing I had to do with her, because she was very emotional, and just assuming I was going to fight her, is show her some empathy. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a huge issue. And so it isn't just about what we do as leaders, but what we encourage other people to do with one another, um, which of course is also has a whole new dimension when you're doing it over zoom or on the phone and, right. you know, you can't hug that person that you care about. Big deal. It's, it's interesting that, that, first of all, I love that you've redid your, your values and this is, seems like a perfect time to kind of look in the mirror again as an organization. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I do have to say that, that uh, I love how business calls today start off with, hey, how are you doing? What's yep. going on? How's your family? <laughs> yep. you, know, you, you go for five minutes, you're into how's your, how's your wife, how's your husband, what's going on, your partner, like all of that stuff. And at the end of the call, it's like, stay safe, wash your hands, don't go outside, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'd like, I, I'd like to keep that. that I agree. That, and the, the other part of this interesting is that everybody uses their video now. And, yeah. But here's the trick about that. Like, yeah, lots more of that. But at, watch the people that wave goodbye. That's yeah. the one I've been intrigued by lately. Oh, I've noticed cool. lots of people waving. Yes, so that's I've cool. I've started doing it because all of a sudden it was like organic. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so you're, you're perched in a, in, a, in a Vista CEO to see different things. So what's your, what's your 
kind of your perspective on communicating kind of business updates right now? How do you how do you look at like both the velocity and the and uh, you know the the width of communications and maybe even the tone? Just how do you look at communication for your own for your own namely folks? Yeah, Su- super challenging um, because there there are so many questions for this for the most honest the most transparent answer is I don't know. You know, the, you know, our business, like many of the, every vendor in our community, what happens when you have no candidates, therefore you don't, you know, because you have no openings anymore. Um, what happens when you have no, you know, you don't have, you have 30% fewer employees, so you don't have to pay them anymore. You know, a company like ours, try to help, try to explain to our employees that we just don't know how much or how fast revenue is simply going to evaporate. Um, and therefore what the implications are for the business. It's extraordinarily difficult. Everybody's afraid of, of getting laid off. So, you know, the approach I've taken, I, 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 you know, I was doing monthly all hands meetings that were in person because most of our employees are in New York and Atlanta. And, um, you know, now, and now it's an interesting dynamic because I can still do them and I do. Uh, but what I've actually gone to is uh, really a three dimensional approach. One, uh, the periodic all hands meeting, um, the second, where I, I post to what we call our feed, it's a feature in our product that can be used. It's a Facebook-like feed. And then uh, lastly, I set up, uh, we have this thing called Slido, which is for questions and answers. And every, you know, for now two and a half weeks, I've sent once minimum, sometimes twice a week updates to the feed. But I've left that Q&A open. Uh, and I monitor it and curate it personally. I answer every single question myself. Um, nobody else. Um, and uh, and I just do the best I can with the questions people ask. And some are there's always this very interesting range because some are like, you you must know better than to ask that question. I can't possibly answer it. Choose some very thoughtful, you know, ideas based stuff that you can you know you can weigh in on in a way that helps. But I did have one employee comment last Friday. You know, you didn't. You're not really telling me anything. <laughs> like, well, okay, then stop monitoring the Q and A. I'm good with that. I, I you know, you know because and, 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 yeah. first part is, yeah, actually, you're, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and, and in fairness to him, him or her, I don't know. They're all anonymous. Um, you know, as I said already, where I started here, eighty percent of the time, the answer is I don't know. That's right. That's right. And that's why you surround yourself by really with really smart people so that you can, you know, so that you can, if you don't know, and as you don't know, you've got a board, you've got other executives, you've got great employees. It's like, Hey, I don't know the answer. So let's figure it out. Let's, let's do our best. Um, I really, I really, I really love it. I love that you're using your own technology too. And uh, yet another thing that's always kind of been a pet peeve of mine in the industry is when people talk about their technology, sell their technologies, but then don't use their technology. So I, I love that. Yep. I love that aspect. Um, when we when we talk about open and transparent, and we you know those words get tossed around. I got tossed around pro you know pre COVID, obviously. I don't get tossed around post COVID. What is, what does that really look like to you? What does that feel like to you? Yeah, that's a great question because I am super sensitive to it because as a leader, you know, I being transparent and actually I would use a different word, being authentic is deeply important to me. Um, And to be authentic, 
you, you know, authenticity, you feel it, you can experience it. It's subjective to a degree as well, but you kind of know when it's there and when it isn't. Transparent is very subjective. And one person's transparent communications is another one, you know, you're, you're deceiving me. And, and, that, and I say that, you know, with uh, a lot of experience because I've used the word transparency a fair amount and I, 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 somebody always challenges me for not being transparent. Um, and usually that happens when I tell them, I, I don't tell them something I simply shouldn't tell them for a variety of per perfectly defensible reasons. Right. Sometimes that's just circumstantial. Sometimes I'm not, I am restricted from doing it. And then occasionally, sometimes you can kind of tell somebody that's a little bit younger in their career, maybe doesn't have the sense of maturity that goes along with that perspective, uh, uh, will, will, will suggest, you know, that you're not being transparent. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, for me, it's, it, is, it is sharing the best information you have at the time you have it. And that always comes with a qualifier, and therefore it always opens the door for people to claim it, in fact, lacks transparency. Um, especially in a world like this where we literally have no clue. Right. You know, you think, think about where we were five weeks ago and what we thought then. Um, and, and interestingly enough, I, um, you know, I had, I had this whole thing in my head about what was going to happen. I bought Delta Airlines stock at $42. Um, yep, yep. And, and what a fool I was. I didn't buy much, thank God. Uh, you know, but, you know, and, and we're five weeks into it. And now we're just starting to see like, we're going to see what happens in Georgia over the next several days. That's either right. going to open the door to something we didn't expect right. or shut it down for another right. six weeks. It is a, it is, it is a test. It's going to be a, a test. It could be a wonderful test. We could learn some, like some of the European countries have tried this and, and it has worked out uh, yeah. where you yeah. just get immune and immunity uh, kind of helps and it uh, proliferate. Um, so uh, I think, if I were guessing, and I'd have no idea how many employees and no no idea, I would I would bet that if you if I were to talk to your TA team in November or December, they were probably ramping up to hire let's say five hundred people. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And yeah. As of today, they're they're probably not ramping up to hire five hundred people. Something has changed, right? A delta yeah. is is there, right? So. That that's hit those teams. That that's hit the the HR. What's interesting is you know your customer, uh, being being HR and business owners and things like that. People that deal with HR related issues, it's hit them the hardest. Mm -hmm. Like disproportionately hit the the recruiting and HR community and those that you know deal that are employee facing, if you will. Um, I I, I got to ask you a question about morale. So. You know that when we're going through crisis, and again, we've been through enough crises where we can we can talk openly uh, about yeah, right. many different. And you know, I can go back to the savings and loan crisis of the late '80s if we want to go there. <laughs> but we, we go forward. That's fine. We can talk about COVID. That's uh, that's a, a totally appropriate. But how do you deal with you know morale uh, during? these types of events and COVID in, in, in particular? Well, you know, interestingly enough, um, COVID has been, uh, uh, has had some, some very interesting, uh, I won't say unexpected, but, uh, but, you know, under anticipated positives, because think about our, what we do and talk about having motivation and reason to do something of some substance. Yeah, we're not treating COVID patients in a hospital, so don't let's not confuse that. But we are in a place where our customers are super dependent on us 
to help them at a time where they're really poorly equipped to do it themselves. You know, we serve mid-market companies. We serve companies that, you know, have, let's say a company has 250 employees. There might be two people in that company, uh, especially if it's a manufacturing company of sorts that, that are dealing with all of this stuff. Um, and so to have been able to be there for them at that time, you know, things that, for example, we did was as simple as, it wasn't that simple, to be honest, uh, that report that companies would need to apply for a PPP loan and how quickly we could get that into their hands because we all know what happened with the queue for those loans. Right. Um, you know, we just, you know, we do our monthly NPS surveys and, and our scores kind of skyrocketed. And the number one reason was thank you for helping us with that. You know, you made, you made our life easier. You know, so for us, um, there's a sense of, you know, morale kind of had a kind of a bit of a boost. I sit on a call every morning at 6.30 Pacific time because I'm in California. And, um, you know, and we just, you know, there's a sense of purpose there that's great. Uh, not every business has that. You know, I would also say, listen, every person that has a job that is satisfying is grateful for it. So morale in that regard, not not too hard. It's the, right. you, have to, you have to temper that though with, the fear that every single person has in almost every company, except maybe if we're at Amazon, um, that you ha that you could get laid off, yeah. and that's that's hard. That, and the only way to, to uh, the only way I've found to manage that is to just keep communicating to the best right. you can. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I love about what you did with uh, with PPP is that you you probably helped people when their own accountants, lawyers, and bankers didn't help them. So, I mean, think about the people that are, that are their trusted sources around them. And here you are, you know, here you are giving them resources that probably some of these other folks didn't even give them yeah. or, or, you know, didn't yep. help, help provide, navigate a, a system that is pretty complicated. Uh, yep. and another great example of that was when they first allowed organizations to stop paying tax withholdings. You know, we, we right. went out of our way for, I don't know, about 30 clients or so that came to us and said, that had already, you know, that had done payrolls before and it was right. retroactive a couple of weeks. And we, you know, we moved heaven and earth to get them that money back as fast as we possibly could once we could prove it was, there was authority to do it because we knew that some of those companies, you know, they weren't, you know, they, th that getting that money back quickly meant they could keep somebody else on the payroll for another week or two. That's right. That's right. And, That's, um, it's lifeblood at that, at that point. You're, you know, you're giving them something that they did, could, couldn't have gotten they probably couldn't have gotten themselves. Uh, right. So you all were in a wonderful position to help. I've got three questions uh, left, and I, one of them is you personally. Sure. During this whole process, during this whole thing, what have you, what's one thing that's kind of inspired you? As a, yeah, uh, that one's easy for me because um, I, and I shared this with my leadership team this morning. In these moments where so much of what we're having to deal with is, bad that that you have those moments as a leader where you're making a difference even though what you're doing is leading through something horrible there's this odd contradiction between gratifying and depressing um, that 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 I've kind of had to confront and you know when I go two or three days in a row with nothing but bad stuff but then you realize you got past something and you're like, oh, okay, I, I did something. At least, at least the leadership part of that meant something. Um, that, that's what always resonates for me as a, as a CEO. And, you know, ultimately that's, that's what, you know, you're, I'm a leader. When people ask me, what do I do? I'm a leader. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. So uh, I love that. A, B, from namely employees from your own team, from your own, and again, they're 
all over. Um, sure. What have you What have you been inspired from from your own team? Uh, the the degree to which, and I talk, I spoke to this earlier. The the degree to which they're living our values. Um, you know, I had in in this question and a forum. Uh, you know, people are like, "How do I deal with the anxiety of what I don't know might happen?" Hmm. And, and what do I do? I said, there's only one thing I can ask you to do, which is to live our values. Um, whether that's the way you treat each other, the way you approach what we do for customers, um, you know, we're, the, the way you dig deeper to kind of, um, you know, motivate yourself to think about that stuff. You know, that's it. I mean, because everything else requires me to probably predict something that I can't do in a way that's going to actually make you feel better. Right. But if you live our values, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll, you got a better shot at, at, at getting through it and you'll certainly do something good for someone else. Okay. I lied. I actually have another question. So the values, when you re kind of, you reapproached them. Yeah. Take us into that just, just really quickly. Like, how did you do that? Well, it's a, that's a, it's a very easy question. Cause you know, I've, I've worked at companies where we've spent millions to do yeah. this <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, I've, I've waited my entire professional career, even though I didn't realize it at many times in the past, to have a shot at doing that. So uh, it was very organic for me. Um, and and I, I absolutely believe that values are uh, a reflection of the CEO, which is why I changed them. I didn't completely change them, but I changed them like 75%. Right. Um, but some of it's just more just language and focus and emphasis. And so um, liter literally, I, I started the process. And um, proceeded to then of course get the buy-in from the rest of the team to do it right um and it was a it was a journey um but i'm i'm really happy with the outcome and some people wondered like well who did you hire i think somebody on our board said yeah. who'd you hire to help you do it over and over i did it myself <laughs> and uh, i saved the company a couple hundred thousand dollars i'm not spending 10 cents on this <laughs> um and it, it, interestingly i'm on the board of another company where they they used a, 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 a committee to do it and then right. advised it back to the CEO, which really wouldn't, you know, no, -uh, these are mine. And um, there's not much I'm very, very controlling about, but this one I was, but you know, I, I definitely took the time to get the buy-in. Well, what's, what's great about that. Again, it's one of those days you look in the mirror and you've, you've, you've waited your entire career to get this and you got to live it and everybody you're going to hire to it. You're going to, um, you know, you're going to advance people's careers based on it. Like, Exactly. So it, it, it's, it's kind of important uh, now more than ever, actually. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. all right. So what, what questions should I have asked you about transparency with employees uh, during COVID that I did not ask? You? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think that the, at, at the end of the day, um, like helping people have a sense of purpose I think is the most important job, you know, when we're, when we're leaving the house, you know, and of course you, you look at this very wide range of things. My children are both grown. They're out of the house. I've got this big sprawling ranch in California where the two of us hang out um, with just each other. Uh, but you, you think about those, you know, those people that have three kids at home that are trying to go to school and work. And I mean, you know, it, it's all about kind of um, a sense of perspective and purpose. And, one of the things we've worked hard to do is take that into account for everyone. Um, you know, you know, the employee that is got kids at home and has a spouse that works and has no access to daycare. Like you just can't expect the same thing you can expect of me when I'm sitting here 
um, you know, with nothing to do except, you know, the four toilets I've been thinking about cleaning tomorrow, which is a terrifying notion. Um, you know, and I think, I think like that, that kind of, that kind of flexibility, and again, back to empathy and, and helping people continue to have a sense of purpose that connects them to the work that hopefully also then connects to what matters outside. Again, we're in a very unique position. You know, we get to influence that directly in a very real way. Well, I've, you've used the word empathy a number of times during, uh, during the show. And I, what, what I love about that is, hey, I know, I, I know, I know the, I know, I know you well enough that I know that you mean it. A, uh, B. It's just, uh, it's, it's just. I hope we keep it. You know, post COVID, I hope we actually don't go back to some of the the things that we were doing pre COVID. I hope that we keep empathy. I hope that we actually get better at empathy. Uh, so I, I applaud you because um, it sounds like you have a real sense of empathy for your customers, what they're going through with your employees, what they're going through. And it's not a cookie cutter approach to empathy. It's, no. it's, it's not one size fits all. So uh, Larry, I could talk to you for, obviously I could talk to you for hours and learn stuff. So I, I appreciate a carving out time for us and uh, the recruiting daily audience and, and talking about this topic. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks to the audience for, for listening and paying attention and caring. And, uh, and obviously, uh, follow uh, Larry on LinkedIn, Larry Donovan, namely. He's uh, a wonderful person and a wonderful leader. So thanks again. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com. 